0: welcome to the kickoff in the valley what is this this is our preview show uh for the week as we break down what will be the arizona cardinals welcoming the new england patriots uh to state farm stadium in glendale what's part of the arizona rivalry week with boston as uh last night as i record this on a Thursday. Uh, the car or the Phoenix Suns were blown out by the Boston Celtics. And I think the Coyotes, forgive me, I'm not much of a hockey fan, but I think they're playing the Bruins as well at some point this weekend or in the next couple of days. So uh, to cap it off with the Patriots coming into town for Monday Night Football, a great weekend for those in Boston that want to make, make the uh, trip away from some of the cold weather. Not that we have been too warm, but comparison, I'm sure it makes for a, a great trip of some golf and, and fun times out in the valley. Valley. So I'm sure you'll see a bunch of uh Boston fans walking all uh or, or, or people from Boston walking around Westgate and Glendale uh come Monday and through and obviously through the weekend leading up. Uh with that being said, this is me. I'm Tyler Vosquez, the uh part of Bird Gang Travel. Uh solo today. Philly, or we've got Gunner, he's out doing a radio a thon for some charity for St. Jude's uh with his day gig at camel country and then the voice of the bird god who normally fills in uh he did not chime in last episode because he was filling under the weather little caw caw action not to be had well he was gonna fill in today but then yesterday fell felt worse so uh over the last couple days the voice of the bird god not feeling too hot and so hopefully he's back up to full strength come monday because uh, he will be filling in for Gunner as uh, those post game shows on a Monday are a little late. So uh, he will hopefully fill in and be back. If not, I will work on a guest co-host for then. But for today on this preview show, as we go behind enemy lines, I will have a guest from one of our sister podcasts here on the Odyssey Sports Network of Podcasts. Uh, Probably one of the cooler show names for a podcast. It's six rings and football things. Uh, We'll have Fitzy on from that show to break down his New England Patriots as it pertains to what they will bring in the Cardinals way come Monday. So we'll get into that and more. I do want to talk about, uh, before we bring him on, just kind of some updates. What's going on with the team? Obviously no episode of Hard Knocks uh, or what I'm now calling Hard Knocks the PG light version as uh, it feels like through the first few episodes Hard Knocks isn't what it used to be where you really got a true behind the scenes view of a team. I was always so excited for the Cardinals to to hopefully one day one day be on Hard Knocks and with the personnel that they have, I thought it would be really compelling and interesting, but it's been real cookie cutter and um you know, I know a lot of fans have been kind of vocal that they feel and media as well that the Cardinals may have stepped in and kind of are regulating what is being shown because you're not getting a lot of the juice and dirt that seems to be underlying with this team. So we get a week off because of the buy, the, uh, the bye week. So there was no episode last night, so we won't cover any of that, but uh, next week, hopefully uh, we get a little more, a little more drama. I would hope as this team continues to kind of sputter the Arizona Cardinals at four and eight uh, playoff hopes are not out yet, but I did see they're one of, I think, three teams that if they lose Monday would essentially be eliminated from playoff contention at that point. Uh, I'm not sure what the scenarios are. I haven't seen those yet or really done the research to see even if they win. What does that look like in, in terms of what other teams would have to lose and things like that to, to put them out of contention? But it sounds like if they win, they're, they're fine to live another week uh, versus a very beatable team. Right. They're playing the New England Patriots uh, who lost to the Buffalo Bills last week. They're six and six, uh, you know, sitting right at five hundred. The, the Patriots are a tough team. And like I said, we'll go behind enemy lines with our guests here in a bit. They're a team that always plays any team tough. You know, they've got a great defense uh, offensively. They're nothing to write home about. Uh, it kind of feels a lot like the Arizona Cardinals. Um, when you look at it is because you know, the Cardinals, they don't have necessarily a great defense, but the defense has been consistent and, and that's really what you get from the Patriots as well. Uh, the big difference is Bill Belichick and that mind of a coach versus what I know a lot of the fan base feels towards Cliff is, is, man, if, if we can figure out or what we feel we figure out is Cliff's game plan as fans, I mean, you let one of the greatest minds in football, Bill Belichick, look at that, you know, look at some tape. And I'm sure he's going to rip that game plan to shreds. So it'll be a very interesting chess match on Monday, whether the Cardinals, Can do something to kind of surprise the Patriots, I would hope. I I, I mean, uh, it, it, Stacking up these two coaches, it just makes me feel like the Cardinals are, are going into a fight with a knife. Uh, they're going into a gunfight with a knife, right? Like it's, it will be an uh, interesting matchup, to say the least. Injuries coming out of this week. Rashad Coward, who has been a fill-in offensive lineman for the team. He has a strain. I believe pectoral is what I saw. Sounds like he will not be ready to go on Monday. Uh, Rodney Hudson and Will Hernandez still not eligible to return yet for the team with what cliff is saying when he is interviewed, it sounds like they will return next week or at least one of them may return next week. I don't know With cliff. Every time he says something, it's very, it feels like he's holding things to the vest, but I I can't really gauge. Is he holding it to the vest uh, or just he doesn't know? I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't get it because, um, he'll say things like, Oh yeah, they're, they seem like they're, they're pretty close. They're coming soon. They're coming soon. And then soon turns into three more weeks or four more weeks. I I made a kind of a joke on Twitter at bird gang travel where I said, who would return first, Rodney Hudson or Chris Paul? Uh, Well, Chris Paul did return against the Boston Celtics. And like I mentioned, the Boston Celtics routed the Phoenix suns uh, on Wednesday night. Um, I knew Rodney Hudson would not be back before Chris Paul. I just had that gut feeling, but it's, it's kind of one of those things. Chris Paul was out for, I mean, what was it? Like, I think it was a couple of three weeks, four weeks. I mean, something. he was out for a long time with that sore heel. I think it was 10 games that he missed and Rodney Hudson. It's felt like the same. I, we've heard that like, Oh, we think we're going to get Rodney back. We think we're gonna get Rodney back and it's just delayed and delayed and delayed. So he's not eligible to come back because of the IR, um, uh, tag that he has, he's not eligible till next week. Same thing, like you said, with Will Hernandez. So, we hope to see them back. Uh, Byron Murphy, who missed the last game, um, against the Chargers, he was at practice on Wednesday, was out there when the media was there. Uh, gave good, you know, anytime some guys practicing, you're, you're hoping that that means, you know, come Monday. I mean, they got an extra day this week that you would, would see him. I did see today's report of this morning's practice This being Thursday, um, that he was not at practice today. So hopefully there was no setback or maybe they were just, they're just trying to give him as much rest as possible. We hope to see Byron come back. Uh, a positive is Greg Dortch, you know, a big favorite of mine. Uh, it's just hard to see you know, you, you see that he would probably get those Rondell Moore snaps, but again, you run into that situation where when you have Dortch out there and Hollywood, you just have a lot of small targets. And when they added Robbie Anderson and obviously having AJ green, you would think they're probably going to trot those guys out there before Greg Dortch. Um, I I would think that's probably what we're going to see, but Greg Dortch, positive here is you know he had a great game in mexico city all things considered he was the leading receiver and uh then had to miss the chargers game this past week or two weeks ago um before the bye so he has been at practice the last two days he looks good uh, i know it was like a hand thing a, a finger i think it was a thumb um that was was holding him out so don't hold me to that but i know it's something with his hand one of the fingers but um Yeah, it looks like we're going to see Greg Dortch back, which I hope they've kind of learned the lesson and are going to um, hopefully see that when Greg Dortch is on the field, good things happen. I mean, the guy just makes plays. He just catches balls. So hopefully Cliff can find a way to utilize him alongside the other shorter receivers. Um, hope to see some progression of Trey McBride. I, I know the team didn't practice over the bye week, but but hopefully give him a week to hopefully study and and kind of figure out how he's going to fill that void. I did see right as before I was recording uh, or hit record here, the Zach Ertz was having a press conference. I think it said ACL and MCL, so it sounds like a long road of recovery for Zach Ertz. So it would be nice to see Trey McBride. Um, kind of step it up here. I, I know it hasn't been much since Zach has been out. Uh, you know, he's dropped some crucial balls, me and me and uh, Gunner have talked about it on the show, where you're kind of expecting Trey McBride to like in that moment you ask him to come into the game and, and he gets thrown a ball, you know, cold, he's running routes. He's not necessarily catching anything or getting any looks. So when he does get thrown on them, I mean, how difficult is that as a receiver? Uh, no excuse. When your number's called in the NFL, you got to make most of every opportunity. It just is what it is. You got to be ready, but I can imagine I get sympathize, sympathize, simple. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. I can have sympathy for, Uh, Trey McBride or, or other players that just, you know, they get very limited opportunities and it's very hard to get uh, a momentum momentum going I, I think with James Connor you see that at times where when he's running the ball like it does take him he needs 15 20 carries to really get the fruit of his labor where where when he's only running you know seven eight times uh to you know to 12 times a game he doesn't necessarily have the most productive outings I've never I've never looked at the stats of that but just by the eyeball test that's what it feels like is he it takes a little bit to get James cooking right and and he needs to have those reps and and so i can see is that's why it's been a problem but that's what these next 5 games are for you want to use these next 5 games for the Arizona Cardinals um to get this together and and, and really uh play the young guys uh the Myja Sanders uh the Cam Thomases you, you want to get these guys that you drafted this year and over the, maybe the year before like really involved and and see what you got because you do have some contract decisions as well for some of the older guys right uh, you know you've got to uh pay a, a Zach Allen you got to pay a Byron Murphy you've got to pay like th- there are a bunch of guys that are coming up for contracts and, and decisions that need to be made um so ultimately it it does, you no good to play some of these wasted roster guys that you're not going to ultimately come back maybe next year. Right. I think we said 31 players are under contract starting next year. So I don't need to see some of these linebackers that are just, you know, their, their depth or veteran leadership or whatever have, have years in the NFL that, that is the reason why you want to play them. They're more today ready. I get it. The Cardinals aren't mathematically out, but where we stand today, it is something where it begs to question, like, what are we really playing for? You know, I ultimately as a fan want the draft pick. I don't want necessarily, I guess the team to tank, but I'm not going to be heartbroken if this team drops this game on Monday, as they stand right now, they are the eighth pick in the NFL draft. And, I would like to see that get better. I would like to see them be picking top five, you know, top three even would be fantastic. Um, uh, I I don't know if that's going to be the case. I think Houston uh, is a team that has that pretty locked up. Um, I think they're the number one pick as we have today. So, you know, it's one of those things where the Cardinals, let's try to get a better pick. Let's try to get some, I want to see superior talent come out of the next draft that starts on day one. And isn't someone like, oh, we got to work them in, right? Like, oh, we got to, they're a young guy. They got to learn the routine. Like, yeah, I get it. Anyone that comes out of the draft is going to be a young guy and they've got to adjust to becoming a pro. But we've seen players around the league. And that's kind of the weird part. I'm going to I'm gonna kind of give an analogy here uh, that I find just super interesting. And, and maybe it's by. Necessity, So I kind of understand why the Rams are doing it. But Baker Mayfield was just traded. Uh, and we kind of talked about it on the last episode. We talked about how, who would claim Baker Mayfield. I said, you know, the Niners obviously have a need, but I think they're further down from reports I had heard. I said, the Rams would be interesting because obviously Matt Stafford being shut down for the year. And there's rumors that Matt Stafford may retire. So if he does retire, I mean, there's whispers of it out there in the Twitter circle, If he does, it would make sense to pick up a Baker Mayfield. First overall pick, see what you have there, see if a change of scenery and getting some more quality talent around him. Granted, right now the Rams are banged up. No Cooper Cup, no Allen Robinson. Um, You know, he doesn't have the, the weapons in his tool belt right now to really show what he can do, but he can learn the system now and then going into training camp and not that I want the Rams to get better, he would have that ability to play with that superior talent and, and maybe he can be the guy that everyone thought he was once going to be in Cleveland or uh you know what Carolina thought they might be getting when they they picked him up. So the thing I where I'm going with this though is is they just traded for him on what it was either Tuesday or Monday. Um I think it was Tuesday. They traded for or, or sorry they didn't trade for him. They claimed him on Tuesday, right? Yeah it was definitely Tuesday. So they claim him on Tuesday. And over a plane ride from Carolina to LA, and a 48-hour span, they're already saying uh, they play. They, being the Rams, play on Thursday Night Football tonight, and so they play this evening. And they're already talking that there's like a very likely chance that Baker Mayfield's going to start tonight. So in 48 hours, so this is when I talk about like rookies making impact right away. 48 hours, he just got the playbook the Rams are going to throw him out as the quarterback of this offense. Again, the Rams aren't going anywhere, so they have nothing to lose. I get that piece of it. But then you look at someone like a Robbie Anderson who was traded for, what, five, six weeks ago? And has made zero impact, and what we heard was, well, he's got to get familiar with the offense. How complex is this offense? And then this goes back to my original point that I was trying to make four minutes ago is, I want to get a superior talent in the top five of this draft that plays instantly, that isn't taking the Robbie Anderson timeline to get adjusted to playing and make it an impact. Um, And it's more on that Baker Mayfield trajectory and other players. I mean, there's tons of rookies that will start day one and and make a difference. Uh, And I get it. Some of those guys are elite guys, but that's what you're supposed to be getting in the top five. Uh, This doesn't need to be project guys or guys that show they have crazy athleticism, like an Isaiah Simmons that it may take two, three, four years to develop or a even Collins where it's like, okay, this guy could become something. I don't need the middle of the pack. First round guys. I want a guy. If you're going to be drafting this high, that's going to make that pick. I know for a lot of fans, it scares them that, um, uh, that, that Steve Kai may be making that selection. But who knows? I mean, and we're going to get a lot into that over the next five weeks because, especially as we get to what's known as uh, Black Monday in the NFL, uh, immediately following the last week of the season, of the regular season, that's when a lot of the head coaches get terminated, GMs, all of that. Uh, it, it will be all eyes on that for fans here in the Valley as we try to see if if the Cardinals are going to, as, as we wait to see if the Cardinals will make a move or not uh, in those leadership positions.